0: Listening to SBS on the money with Ricardo Gonçalves. hi everyone it's
1: your daily 10 minute business and finance news wrap for this Wednesday the 9th of March 2022 uh, later the impact of the US and UK oil sanctions on Russia on the share market and the economy but first consumer sentiment has taken a hit And that's amid the floods on the eastern seaboard of Australia and the increasing tensions in Ukraine. The Westpac Melbourne Institute Consumer Sentiment Index down 4.2% in March um, to a low not seen since September 2020. Now, it's at a reading below 100, which means pessimists outnumber optimists. What does that say about the economy? And for the future of interest rates, Sarah Conti spoke earlier with Bill Evans, the Chief Economist at Westpac.
2: Sarah, look, there's a lot of factors that have, that have driven this disappointing result. I expected it to be weaker, but I wasn't expecting a 4.3% fall. So, of course, the floods have been a factor and we saw confidence in Brisbane fall 11.3% uh, last week. Inflation has become a big issue for consumers now. Uh, and we, A question we ask about how do you feel about inflation at the moment, we saw uh, around 80% of people feeling negatively about that. Uh, the interest rate outlook is deteriorating. We've, we've seen the, the weakest outlook for interest rates in terms of the proportion of people expecting rate hikes uh, since 2010. Uh, and, and, of course, the overall, disip, the overall concern about the hostilities in Europe.
0: What does that say for the outlook for the economy?
2: Absolutely. Uh, look, we're expecting 5.5% growth in the economy next year. This year to be driven by 8% growth in consumer spending. Uh, what we haven't, what we, what we have to bear in mind is the household savings rate is still 13.6%, and I think that's going to come down to 6% over the year. That's going to provide a lot of spending capacity over that period. I still believe there's a lot of sp- pent-up demand particularly in consumption of services and we can't underestimate the fact that the household sector has accumulated we estimate 270 billion dollars in excess savings Uh, that's very unusual it's uh, unheard of for a recovery phase and that's also going to provide uh, a strong boost so while sentiment at the moment is 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 soft a number of those factors are such as the floods and that won't be permanent Uh, And my view is that the consumer is going to still remain uh, the real boost for the economy this year.
0: We've seen further sanctions on Russian oil. What does this mean for the Australian economy?
2: Well, in terms of the actual impact on the oil price, the US and UK sanctions weren't that significant because the US is uh, mainly self-sufficient in oil. Uh, They only of their imports, of Russia's only about 3%. The UK is going to phase in their downturn. The key factor was that the European countries are so the major importers of oil did not join in the sanctions. We do know that there have been a lot of um, informal sanctions that individual companies have put on, have put on Russia. So BP and Shell, for instance, have done that. So the market didn't react too much to that price up about 1%, it's, the, the, the oil price up 24% uh, since the invasion, uh, but of course it is at its highest level since 2008. So we can't ignore the fact that there's, these are huge dislocations, but this particular sanction from the US wasn't a major issue from my perspective.
0: So what does this mean for all monetary policy then?
2: Uh, the Reserve Bank um, is going to remain patient for a while yet. Uh, they'll, they'll still be looking for the, uh, the, the signal on wages. We've been of the view since, since early January that the first rate hike will come in August. Uh, they'll start to adopt a, a, more, a, a less uh, patient attitude uh, in June, July, once they see a very large CPI that'll be released in late April. Uh, and I think that'll set the scene for an interest rate hike in, in August. Uh, the issue for central banks is the fear that inflation starts to feed into inflationary expectations, which runs the risk of, of a wage price spiral. That's the thing they have to be most concerned about. And that's the thing that will mean that a situation such as the Fed uh Even though the outlook for global growth has deteriorated, the Fed will continue on that path because it has to contain those inflationary expectations. The Reserve Bank will be in the same camp, but of course our expectations are nowhere near as high as they are in the US. So interest rates are going up. The Reserve Bank will be changing its attitude over the next few months and a big inflation report on the 27th of April will be a key factor there.
1: Bill Evans there, the Chief Economist at Westpac, speaking with Sarah Conti Now to the Australian share market, which rose. The S&P ASX 200 up by 1%, 7,053. The tech sector leading the gains. For more, I spoke earlier with Niv Dagan from Peak Asset Management. Niv, what's driving the market higher today?
0: Ricardo, we're seeing a little bit of bad news is good news. Uh, We feel that a lot of this is largely factored in with the whole Russian-Ukraine tensions and some of the macroeconomic data that came through overnight were much better than expected. So we're seeing a little bit of green on our screens for the first time in a long time.
1: Even though it's as expected, can we talk about these macro influences on the share market at the moment, namely Ukraine, those um, sanctions on Russian oil by the U.S. and the U.K.? Um, What are the implications for
0: investors? are huge implications it comes down to the bottom pockets and consumer prices increasing so we knew that inflation is a really really big issue we knew that interest rates are rising this year but what we didn't actually perceive is russian sanctions ukraine issues and potentially default on credit markets so across the board investors are nervous but we are seeing a little bit of green today which is a positive
1: so what does it all mean for shares going forward
0: Look, it comes down to what percentage is largely factored in. I think the investor market is, is, will largely look at a higher oil price, nickel, commodity prices, wheat, um, across the board, and supply disruptions as your average day norm. Uh, investors will start to turn their attentions back on macroeconomic data, and we feel that the macro economy is still really strong. Interest rates are still low. Investors' money is still sitting. Uh, superannuation money is still there in place. So we believe that actually investors would be looking to buying the dips rather than selling to this weakness.
1: That's interesting, though, because the market was really climbing toward the end of the year, and then there was this correction, right? And it was almost as if the market or investors were waiting for some sort of an excuse to pull the market down quite significantly. We're in that correction territory. Um, given that, given now that we've had this, the, the conflict in Ukraine as a potential excuse, because we already knew interest rates were going to rise, are we in for more weakness, or do you feel that the sell-off has been overdone?
0: There's a lot of unknowns, right? There's a lot of unknowns regarding Taiwan. There's a lot of unknowns regarding Russian bank defaulting. We're seeing multinational across the board, Ricardo, like Netflix, Unilever, Samsung, Microsoft and the likes, moving their positions uh, from Russia. McDonald's closed 850 stores just in the last 24 hours you'd expect that some of these larger multinational top 500 companies would also be feeling the pinch, whether it is on the credit market and what it is on the equity market. Um, We believe a lot is largely factored in, but a lot is the unknown. So that's why we're seeing a lot of volatility coming through on equities.
1: Okay, so given all of that, where are the opportunities right now? What do you like?
0: It's all about commodities, Ricardo. Gold above 2,000, oil, uh, natural gas, coal, wheat, um, anything on the we are in a commodity super cycle so we are advising investors to buy essentially the dips there's a big big discrepancy between essentially the spot for example lithium prices are in multi-year highs relative to some of the lithium stocks have fallen by 20 30 percent so we feel that that gap will return uh, and it's all about commodities so we're very very bullish commodities and oil and gas.
1: Niv Dagan there from Peak Asset Management.